Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Sad news yesterday. The bandit hit the road and he's not coming back. Burt Reynolds passed away at age 82. It's crazy, Jim. Just yesterday morning off the air, you and I were talking about Burt Reynolds. We were discussing how back in the day there weren't that many celebrities that you had to remember and now everyone's a celebrity right yeah i said like when in the 80s there's only like 15 famous people it's <laughs> and the first two people i said were burt reynolds and dom <laughs> yeah, deloise that's true and then a couple hours later we find out that burt reynolds uh has passed away of a heart attack he had open heart surgery in 2010 and 2009. He had an addiction to painkillers after having a back surgery. Wow. And they say that uh, he was having trouble breathing, chest pain, was awake, wasn't answering questions, was rushed to the hospital, but uh, he didn't make it. Gunsmoke is where he got his start. That was a big uh, Western TV show back in the day. Mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood also got his start on that show. Apparently, Burt Reynolds and Clint Eastwood both got fired from that show the same day. <laughs> and they were out in the parking lot. The story goes they were out in the parking lot. Burt Reynolds was fired because they said he wasn't a good actor. And they fired Clint Eastwood because his neck was too skinny. <laughs> <laughs> what? And and the story goes that Burt Reynolds in the parking lot, as they both had just been fired from Gunsmoke, turned to Clint Eastwood and said, well, I'm going to take acting lessons. I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> he went on to star in some of the biggest movies of the 70s and the 80s, including uh, Deliverance. Squeal like a pig, boy. I, 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 I have never seen that movie. Oh, you got to watch it. But I have seen Smokey and the Bandit, obviously. You got to watch Deliverance. Yeah. It is, it's a great, it, you've never, like with the banjo. Yeah, I know, I know about it and what it's all about, but I've never seen it. They did a lot of their own stunts in that movie. Hmm. Here's a story, actually. This is uh, Burt Reynolds talking about the waterfall scene in uh, the movie Deliverance. It's a canoe trip, a bunch of guys on a canoe trip, if you haven't seen it. They are in the backwoods, and some hillbillies start stalking them, and it's pretty freaky. But at one point, they're trying to get away, and they go over a waterfall. Deliverance? Did you do the your own stunt work on this one? Yeah. You said you went over a waterfall. Went over the waterfall, I did, yeah. Well, you see, they had uh, the waterfall there, and they sent the uh, dummy over. How big a drop was it? 70 feet. And I saw the dummy go over, and I said to the director, that looks like a dummy. And the director... Uh, having seen me do all these tremendous physical things. Yes. Like throw up in the morning. <laughs> he said, uh, you want to go over the waterfall? I said, of course. And he said, are you ready? Water just came roaring down. So I went over the waterfall, but I hit a rock at the bottom of the waterfall. Cracked the tailbone. 40 minutes later, popped out. You must have had some great footage, though. What did it look like? Looked just exactly like a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> You wonder why he had to have back surgery doing all those stunts, man. Longest Yard, yeah, which is a classic. You you may know the Adam Sandler remake, mm-hmm. but the true Longest Yard is Burt Reynolds, Mean Machine. He was in Hooper, The Cannonball Run, Smokey and the Bandit, 
He Boogie was a Nights? legend. Oh, my God. As he made his comeback in the 90s. He kind of fell off for a while, but then made his comeback. He was on the, the TV show Evening Shade in the 90s, which won him a couple of Emmys. And then Boogie Nights was his return to the mm-hmm. big screen. He was Jack Horner, the, the porno producer. That is, that's one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah, it's awesome. You watch that, and it really, you just, it gets, for whatever reason, it gets me emotional. I, I wasn't. I, I wish was, I had a huge Johnson. <laughs> Why is my penis so small <laughs> compared to Marky Marks? I don't know why, but I get emotional watching that movie. It's a, it's an epic, you know the mm. the story arc. It's if you haven't seen it, and the reason you haven't seen it is because it's about the porno industry. Watch the movie. Mm-hmm. It, 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 the story's fantastic. The acting is off the charts. And Burt Reynolds was nominated for an Academy Award for that role. And, of course, there's that famous bearskin rug naked Burt Reynolds picture. He said he always regretted appearing as the first male centerfold for Cosmopolitan magazine. The April 1972 issue quickly sold more than a million copies, but Reynolds said it turned his life into a carnival. He always regretted it, and what's the first thing people start posting as soon as the guy dies? I've seen that naked centerfold probably 700 times in the last 12 hours. And nobody posted it. Taz has just looked at it 700 <laughs> times. It's just my desktop. <laughs> That's my wallpaper. I saw it that many times the day before and the day before that. <laughs> and we were just talking about this couple from uh, the U.K., uh, wife calls the husband, they're 28 years old, calls the husband up, says, hey, we won uh, uh, $300,000 playing the lottery. And the husband's like, oh, really? And she's like, oh, I got you, just kidding. Two weeks later, she calls him again. Hey, honey, uh, we just won $1.3 million. (laughs) Good one. Yeah. I'm not falling for this again. But it turned out after she pulled that prank, two weeks later, they they really won the lottery, which is crazy. And it's got some FM 96 listeners wanting to share some lottery-related stories. What do you got for us? Well, this would probably drive most men crazy, but... And then it drive me crazy was when my ex's family, after our divorce was signed, won over $2 million. What? I got divorced like five years. And a long, long time ago, I got divorced. And I got a call one day after my divorce was final. And uh, just coincidentally, they and they did honestly do it after the divorce, like a long time after. They won like $3.5 million. Oh. Your ex-wife did? Nah, her family did. She got big care of it. Would you be happy if you were still married to her? No, because I won the lottery because I got a better one. <laughs> you won the lottery girl. too? Well, no, I won the Oh, lottery. you won. The, you didn't win the money lottery. You won the new wife lottery. I got a better wife now anyways. It yeah, would be tempting to try to recon- reconcile, though, after the family wins three mil. Hey, no babe, way. I miss you. <laughs> you know what? If they had wrote me a check for three million, I wouldn't go back. <laughs> well, I was talking with a buddy about this a while ago. You need to win the lottery shortly after a breakup to really drive someone crazy. Like, if some girl that I dated 10 years ago won the lottery, it wouldn't bother me. I'd make, make a couple jokes like, oh, I should have stayed with her, but it wouldn't really bother me. But if somebody, like, a month after I we went it through a nasty breakup... Like, yeah. It was likely, like, six months after. Like, if you think it's bad seeing your ex standing next to the... 
a guy after a break. Like, it hurts seeing that. Imagine them staying next to a check that says $3.5 million. <laughs> it would have bothered. See, it doesn't bother me because, honestly, like, yeah, I'm better off anyway. So. Okay. There you go. Keep telling yourself right. that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he doesn't know how to fold up a map or that Lenny from Squiggy was in Spinal Tap. He can't do math without the help of an app. We're filling Jim's generation gap. Yeah, Jim is now filling gaps. He was out talking to students at Western. They're back in town, and it's crazy to think how how young these students are. Some of them born in 2001. Jeez. <laughs> so you're going to ask pop culture questions to who this morning, Jim? 21-year-old Graham. Here's a little clip of us talking beforehand. Okay, I'm hanging at Western University with my new friend. Graham. Graham? Where are you from? Toronto. Toronto. What do you think of London so far? Love it. Yeah, yeah. What are you studying here at Western? Uh, Business. What do you want to be when you grow up? Who knows? We'll find out later. Talk to me in 30 years. What do you do for fun in London? (laughs) What everyone else does for fun. Just hang out with friends, you know? Playing sports. So that's a sense of Graham, Mm -hmm. what he's all about. Business uh, student, likes to play sports, hang out with his friends. Mm -hmm. No future goals yet. 21 years old. On the older side. Mm-hmm. Mark is our contestant this morning. How you doing, Mark? Good. How you doing? Good. You heard Graham there. And now Jim is going to tell you the questions that he asked this young man. Okay. The first question I asked him was, name a character on Seinfeld that's not Jerry. Do you think he was able to name a character on Seinfeld that wasn't Jerry? Yes, he could. Name one character from the TV show Seinfeld... Jerry? That isn't Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) Uh, George. What's his last name? I don't know, but he's got that funny ringtone. (laughs) Okay, good enough. (laughs) We'll give it to him. Yes, yes. Next one here. Fill in the blank. To infinity. Yes, he must know that. Finish this phrase. To infinity. And beyond. He did. There you go. There was a lot of sequels to Toy Story. Kind of forgot about that. How about what... Was Star 69 for? What was Star 69 used for? That's not that old. He's got to know that. What was Star 69 used for? Was that to, like, block your number so you could prank call people and stuff? Ah, He was close. close. I couldn't give it to him, though. (laughs) It was was to see who prank called you. Exactly. (laughs) The opposite. But I think Star 67 was the the blocker. Yeah, dirty trick. Okay. Let's keep going here. You're uh, two and one. Who said the phrase, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind? That's still, that's got to be known. Who said the phrase, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind? Buzz Armstrong? (laughs) (laughs) Close. Close. After off the off the mic, I said, "Well, Buzz Armstrong." I just really got in my head. I didn't want to say Lance Armstrong. (laughs) Who was it, Jim? Neil Armstrong. I am. I am aware, Taz. Don't try to gap me over here. (laughs) Finally, you're two and two. You need this one to win. What band was Kurt Cobain in? Do you think Graham knew that? What band was Kurt Cobain in? Twenty-one years old. Come on. What band was Kurt Cobain in? Oh, uh... Come on, man. Yeah. Blink-182 or something like that? Oh, no. 
Blink 182. <laughs> That's Mark Tom Travis. It's in the album. That made me feel so old. He doesn't know what band Kurt Cobain was in. They still sell, like, Nirvana shirts at Hot Topic. Dude, come on. Well, that's the problem. Like, I was reading a story the other day where somebody asked, or who knows if it's real or not, but somebody on Twitter said, my nephew showed up wearing a Nirvana Nevermind t-shirt, and uh, he said, oh, I didn't know you were a Kurt Cobain fan. He said, who's Kurt Cobain? Oh. <laughs> well, Mark, you didn't quite do it this morning, unfortunately. Yeah, that sucks. But we're going to set you up with a consolation prize, okay? Awesome, thanks. Hang on the line. More Generation Gap next week here on the Taz Show as the students return to the city. Next edition, Fanshawe. So this week was Western. We'll see how the Fanshawe guys do next. (laughs) What band was Kurt Cobain in? Oh, uh... Come on, man. Yeah, Blink-182 or something like that? Oh, no. And we got to give a Tasmania Pudos this morning to this couple who started a GoFundMe account to help out a homeless man. And I, you're thinking to yourself, Taz, what, don't you mean a kudos? Like, shouldn't you be applauding these people for helping the homeless guy? Well, <laughs> the problem is the story didn't end there, Dev. No. So they uh, they raised the money after he gave uh, the woman his last twenty dollars. Was a cold November night. She was out of gas. He gave her money for the gas. The homeless guy gave this woman money. They raised four hundred thousand dollars in a GoFundMe. The story then the story kind of went away, and then it came back all of a sudden, and the money had not been given to the homeless guy. We then learned that the. The couple had started to spend the money themselves. They were buying trips. They were buying expensive uh, gifts. Going to the casino with it. They were going to the casino with it, making a profit from the money that they didn't have any sort of right to. And uh, now it's come in that their home was just raided yesterday by police in New Jersey. Good. Because he got the homeless guy got a lawyer to say, where's my money? And it's just that the, the story has spiraled in a way that not entirely unpredictable. unpredictable oh, it's but, human nature, you know. It's it, anytime surprising. somebody who didn't have money gets a whole bunch of money out of nowhere. It, it, it just it messes with your mind. They said they were going to buy a house for the homeless guy. They bought him a trailer, which they parked in their driveway. Let him live in the trailer in their driveway. Tension started to grow. Uh, they said the homeless guy was still using drugs and they'd give him the rest of the money when he got himself clean. But that's not really their place. Mm-hmm. People didn't donate to this this cause so they could have the money until this guy gets clean. It was for the homeless dude. It'd be like the homeless guy, when they ran out of gas, had the $20 to get them home and said, I don't know if you can handle this 20 bucks. You already ran out of gas once. You're irresponsible. You're clearly yeah. not responsible enough to have $20. You know what? I'll take your car for you, and I'll, I'll, I'll fill it up with you, and I'll drive you around for you. <laughs> no. And then never come back. <laughs> I'll drive around in your car until I feel that you have changed your ways, and you're responsible <laughs> enough to handle owning a car. <laughs> But yeah, so there's like, even like a week ago, there was a story that, oh, there's maybe $175,000 left, which is bad, but at least you have $175,000. But now the couple's lawyer is saying, no, the money's all gone. They spent it all. How do you think you can get away with that? Like, at what point do you go, what have we done? Or do you go, we've already spent $200,000, we might as well spend the rest of it. Is it not difficult to spend that kind of money in a year? 
That's four hundred thousand dollars. Like last November to now. Yeah. Or you it's know, like a Brewster's Million situation. Or how do you sound, surround yourself with friends and family and have none of your friends and family saying, "How are you going on all these trips? Where Where'd is you this get new those car coming dues? from? Yeah. Weren't you the same people who did the GoFundMe thing? Where is this money going?" I don't trust GoFundMe's. I know we've promoted some, and every time we promote one that is for a good cause on the surface, I just cross my fingers that the money is going where everyone thinks it's going. I've given to funds before. Well, I know I know a girl who was writing a book. She was writing a novel, and a bunch of people I know donated to this GoFundMe account to help her publish her novel. She's never published the novel. Of course, of course. And there was incentives. It was like, you get a keychain if you donate this much. You get a copy of the book if you donate this much. Nobody's ever gotten anything. Mm-hmm. And she made like $5,000. That's... At least. That's like, crazy. Where is the money? Also, you know, the Humble Broncos tragedy uh, happened. There was a legitimate GoFundMe that raised whatever it was, $11 million or even more. I forget what the final total was. But then there's these other shadow GoFundMes that look similar. Yeah. And it's for the same cause. You don't know which one is the real one, which one is the fake one. And, you know, they may only rack up five grand here and there, but it's still stolen money. <laughs> Big Tasmania pudos to that couple who stole all the homeless men's GoFundMe money. Pudos. I hope the court gives their house to the homeless guy. <laughs> oh. And now they're the homeless ones. They can live on the trailer in his driveway. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. Extra. We are playing fake news. You choose. And Josh, you're our contestant. How you doing this morning? Not bad. How are you? Good, man. So we're going to give you a headline. It is either a real news story or it is something that Jim and I have completely made up. It's It's total nonsense, okay? First headline, fake news you choose. A guy was hired on Thursday, fired on Sunday, and tried to kill his boss two hours later. Is that a real story, or did we make that up? You are fake news. Yes, it is real. 23-year-old guy named Dewan Lewis was hired at a manufacturing uh, company in Florida last Thursday, got fired on the Sunday, and he came back with a gun, shot at his boss five times, missed with all five bullets. Okay, a good reason to fire him. He was terrible. He's clearly unstable, and he's a bad shot. He's a terrible shot. (laughs) Luckily for the boss, uh, the guy's now been arrested for attempted murder. Next headline here. Olympic champion hires dog sitter off an app, comes home to find a shirtless er orgy in his living room. Fake news you choose. Um, Fake news. Fake news, he says. Failing pile of garbage. No, that's a real news story. (laughs) (laughs) How mad would you be? (laughs) The orgy wasn't going on, but there were two oiled up dudes and a bottle of lube in his living room (laughs) with a video camera set up. You know, it's amazing that you would trust people to come in your home. Strangers to walk your dogs, you know. Next one here. Latest hipster trend snorting powdered avocado pits. Is that a real or fake news story? I think that one's fake. You are fake news. You got it. That's fake news. I could see it happening, though. Guacamole's a hell of a drug. (laughs) (laughs) Next headline. 
Eminem accidentally disses himself during new diss track from his surprise album Kamikaze. Fake news you choose. That's fake. That is oh. fake, yeah. <laughs> Eminem's you a seasoned vet. He's not going to diss himself. It's confu- A lot of white rappers out there. It's confusing now, though. This one for the win. Fake news you choose. Man sexually assaults injured beaver as woman tries to save it. I'm hoping that's fake. Are you going with fake, or do you think it's real? It's real. You are fake news. In Washington, a man was arrested for allegedly having sex with a beaver that a woman hit with a car. Hmm. She brought the beaver, she wrapped it in a blanket, brought it home, went inside to call the authorities, came out, and there was a vagrant in her driveway, a man named Richard Martin Delp, 35 years old. He was in possession of meth, shocker, huh? and he was lying next to the beaver with his pants around his ankles. And he also had his dog walking app open. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She says at first she thought the man was trying to help the beaver, but <laughs> then she figured out what was really going on. And that is crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Don't do meth. If if you have to choose between powdered avocado and meth, go with the powdered avocado. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Hey, I just want to sincerely thank you for listening to the Taz Show podcast. If you want more, subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts. All the podcast places.